G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Well, I'm pleased to say that some things never change in life. The rugby league season is well and truly upon us following the first weekend of NRL trial matches, and there were plenty of them to talk about. Uh, plenty to take away too from the New Zealand Warriors first hit out of the year. Uh, and joining us, uh, as he did uh, throughout the first five or six months of our show, I'm pleased to say he's uh, back with us again in his regular slot just after 11 o'clock on a Monday is Andrew Voss, our Sydney breakfast host, uh, and of course a huge commentator uh, in terms of the NRL number one. He is on both sides of the Tasman. Vossi, good morning to you. Before we start on the trial games, tell me you've got a new breakfast co-host this year. I do, I do. Good morning, Smithy. Good morning, listeners. And he's uh, a man that is absolutely, uh, who absolutely loves NZ, and that's from his time with the Warriors, of course. Um, going back to the, the early days, uh, but Greg Alexander's my co-host at breakfast. So I've just done my um, first day of the second week with Brandy. He's looking a little tired. He hasn't, his body clock hasn't yet adjusted to the, uh, you know, the three o'clock alarm going off in the morning, but... Um, it's, it's great fun working with him. Look, he's a, he's a rugby league aficionado, of course, but he's a sports lover. And, you know, we're talking all sports today. Even, you know, finished cross-country skiers with frozen penises was a big story in our program this morning. So, Brandy, uh, dare I say, sinking his teeth into the big stories, so to speak. Well, it, would, it would never be a problem with your warm climate in Australia, would it, that, for a male? No, I, I've never heard that injury, to be honest. And it, 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 it makes my eyes water every time I just think about it. Um, Incredible pain. I did, he's 24 years of age, this Finnish skier. He was asked, does he think that he'll reproduce any time in the future? He said, no, I don't. So, so he's, he's written himself <laughs> off with his, uh, with his uh, injury. But um, there you go, cross-country skiers. We had a lot of listeners actually say he was probably a bit stiff to only finish uh, 28. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, very, very good. I, was, I had visions of John Wayne Bobbitt there for a while, I've got to say, but we'll move on, shall we? <laughs> the, Absolutely. Absolutely. The Storm and the Warriors uh, united for uh, Tong- for Tonga in their uh, trial match. It was a great chance for both sides to to blow away the cobwebs with the Warriors winning thirty to eighteen. What did, what did you make of that performance? Bearing in mind uh, we're still uh, what March the tenth away. Yeah, it, it's very hard. I've got to say, having covered seven of the games, and I'm calling Newcastle v Bulldogs tonight. It, it's very hard to assess team performance or try and you know, gauge team performance with so many players used. Tonight's game, there are 56 players that will be used. So it's very hard to look at combinations and what have you. But what impressed me most about the Warriors, and certainly listening to Nathan Brown after the game, I mean, physically, I, I, look, I thought they outmuscled uh, Melbourne, who no matter who they put in, as, as Nathan Brown noted, they, they play the same style. They step up to the plate. It's always been the mantra of Melbourne. So... I take a win over Melbourne in any game. You know, trial, understrength Melbourne. I, I take that win with open arms. And I thought there was some really good signs. I, and, you know, trials are about unearthing players or seeing players that we don't know about, see if they can handle it. i tell you what, Garrett Smith, he's one of the most impressive players I saw over the weekend of the new contingent. I, I'll be honest, I know nothing about Garrett Smith, but, gee, I was impressed by him. 
Um, with Reese Walsh suspended to start of the year, Chanel Harris-DeVita looks like he'll be fullback. Um, so we're going to see Chanel, you know, in the number one, I would think, for the start of the season for the Warriors. But the main thing is you want more positives than negatives, and the Warriors certainly have far more positives than negatives um, on the uh, in the ledger after that performance against Melbourne. I think they can walk away pretty happy with, with what they achieved there. Warriors' base last year was predominantly Tamworth. Uh, this year, uh, it looks like uh, Redcliffe is going to be uh, home for them, which is, of course, uh, a Queensland base. Uh, I would imagine they'll be pretty well received, though, won't they? They'll have um, everything they want there apart from family. Yeah, well, it's a pretty good setup, and obviously, it's going to be a uh, look. I don't know what access they get to. What um, yeah, Redcliffe is that is the base of the Dolphins who'll come into the competition in 2023. Look for those listeners, and I can imagine that the majority of our listeners have never been. To Redcliffe, I can tell you it's a pretty impressive setup. You're not talking massive stadium, but still, it's a very professional rugby league club. The, the, some of these, um, the older rugby league clubs like North Devils uh, up in Queensland that have, that have played in that second tier are very professional setups, and the same can be said for Redcliffe. So, I, I don't think they're missing out um, in terms of facilities. In fact, you know, you'd probably say what Manly endured for many years at their base on the northern beaches in Sydney would have been far worse than what the Warriors have up at Redcliffe. So I don't think that will be a hindrance to them. But I still say the sacrifice, the disruption, and I've spent some time with Warriors players pre-season, you know, speaking to blokes like Jazz Devunga and that, about not seeing their families and, and other players who have joined the club who are yet to have an address there. Uh, Josh Curran, you know, you pack up, when they when they moved across to Australia, you know, he was in a rental property. You know, put things into storage, pack your suitcases, and you're on your way. And and haven't been back home. It's still it's still unrest. It's still enormous sacrifice from the Warriors, and they've got the admiration of certainly every rugby league fan in Australia for how they've they've soldiered on. And we wish them well this season. Are the Dolphins, uh, in terms of recruitment, have they been? I mean, we haven't heard a heck of a lot over here. Have they been? Uh, quiet, or is there more going home on behind the scenes that we don't know about? Well, they picked up three from Melbourne, so they'll be a straight... They've got the Bromwich boys on board, and they've got Felice Cafusi, so they've taken half of the Melbourne pack, albeit those players are closer to the end of their careers than the start. So there's a little question mark, um, you know, are they signing for the future? Well, they, they do need some experience heads. You can't just sign young talent and hope for the best. You do want to have a, a degree of result right from the start. Um, so they've done that. They've also signed Mark Nichols out of South Sydney, um, Ray Stone from Parramatta. So they, they, they're putting together a squad. Jermaine Osako going across there, New Zealand International, will be playing uh, from the Broncos off to the Dolphins. So they're putting together what would be described as a handy squad on paper, um, but you would have to say, being a realist, if it was to keep up like this, you'd say it's not really a squad for the future. So I think at the moment um, things will go quiet for a little period, Uh, but then um, as the season unfolds, you know, like today Jack Bird's come out at the Dragons. He's unhappy. Like Jack Bird could suddenly now, even though he was under contract, could now be on the radar um, for uh, the Dolphins. Blake Laurie's another one, a front rower at the Dragons. Um, Corey Oates is on the outer at Brisbane, it would seem. So, you know, there's, there's other players there that, you know, we're going to find out where they stand with their current clubs and, and maybe become targets for the Dolphins. So they're not moving along as fast as I think we all thought they would in terms of recruiting, but they've gone okay. I'd probably score them a, a six or a six and a half out of ten for recruiting so far. 
The Broncos, uh, always a team that have uh, had quite a good following in New Zealand, it's fair to say, but uh, disappointing. Uh, are we expecting an improved Broncos performance? Uh, they had a hit out over the weekend. Well, they're, they're putting a lot of hopes, of course, on Adam Reynolds, who's their star recruit. Now, we're being told he won't play in their trial next week against the Cowboys, so he'll have no matches under his belt going into round one with the new club. I can tell you too, Smithy, um, you know, COVID's been rampant through all the squads. Uh, you know, teams like the Roosters, every single player has now had COVID during the off-season. Adam Reynolds at Brisbane, while they've had 80% of players have had COVID, Adam Reynolds isn't one of them. So they're sort of fingers crossed he doesn't get it, you know, a week out from the start of the season and then be sidelined. Um, look, the issues from what I saw, and again, it's only a trial performance, and they, they did manage a 26-all draw against the Titans the other night, but defence is still a massive issue. They've got... They've got this enormous bank of young talent and potential, you know, blokes like Selwyn Cobbo, Katoni Staggs coming back from injury, some great young forwards. But defensively, Brisbane have got issues. So they're not going to be a top-eight side while they still concede upwards of 30 points a game on average. And from what I saw the other night, there's still some defensive deficiencies there. There's some, some real promise in the side, but defence, it's a dirty word at Brisbane at the moment. They haven't, you know... That's where they have to pick up to become, uh, you know, a contender where they're expected to be. They're expected to be a heavyweight club, but if you're conceding the points that they do, they're, they're no chance. Manly uh, and Des Hasler, uh, a lot of players, uh, a lot of players at this stage of the season, experimental, etc. But and coaches looking for uh, for something perhaps they haven't seen before. But Des Hasler wasn't mucking around apparently with his lineup and uh, his strategies. Yeah, no, he, he gave um, some of his stuff like to. to, to to, you know, to put Tommy Turbo on show, you know, straight away in a, a trial match. Daly Cherry Evans was out there and Kieran Foran and the like. So plenty of big names uh, played some minutes against the Tigers and then some new faces got a run and excelled as well. So that was a that, that was a very encouraging performance from Manly. Look, I, I see Manly, I'm not sure about top four, um, but um, certainly in the top eight again, Manly this year, um, as long as they keep Tommy Turbo fit and healthy. If he's on the field, they're a chance of beating any team in the competition. There's no question of that. Uh, just a little question mark on their overall record from last year when you look at their wins, some, some huge wins against sides outside the eight, but probably didn't chalk up enough wins against the heavy hitters. That's, that's where they have to improve to be an absolute premiership um, you know, contender this year. Well, take a, talk about making uh, an early statement. Uh, the, the 2021 Premier's Penrith, uh, they won their trial match 34-6 over the Sharks. Um, tell us uh, how that reflects on both, bearing in mind uh, a lot of the probable starters weren't around there. So that, that reflects, uh, I guess, well on Penrith's depth. But well, how does, what does it say about the Sharks? Yeah, well, Smithy, for our listeners who missed it, Penrith did not field a single player from their grand final squad. And they have lost a few um, from the grand final players like... Um, Kurt Capel and, and Paul Mororowski, they're, they're gone from the side. Um, but what it proved is they have depth, and they're a very happy club. I mean, all the first, the sideline first-grade players were there cheering on these younger players and really, you know, genuinely enjoying what they were seeing. They were reveling in the excitement of seeing Mark Geyer's son, Maverick Geyer, score a try with his, his um, first touch. Uh, Tifai uh, Peru, young half, scored a couple of tries. I mean... There were some really good moments for them. So Penrith have depth, um, and they've got a very strong culture at their club at the moment. Um, prolonged success for Penrith is my prediction there, based on what I saw yesterday. Cronulla, too, were fielding you know, most of their star sideline. They had a few of their 
their forward starters there. Um, individually, they had some, some good young players. I don't think Craig Fitzgibbon would be, you know, going to the room of Miroslav and having a hard look at himself. He, he would have got plenty out of the trial. But on a depth front, on what we saw yesterday, Penrith in a stronger position as any team in the competition for the talent they have coming through. The Dragons uh, pulled off uh, the comeback of the weekend after being uh, 16 zip down at one point. Do you follow social media? Some, some of the tweets doing the rounds as Parramatta put on three tries, they were ripping the Dragons apart on their right side and you know, people going, oh no, and this is in the same week they'd extended the contract of Anthony Griffin, but things turned around and that, that's what can happen with trials. As you make changes in the side and they, it's unlimited interchange, um, things can happen, but you know, there's, you've got to admire Pluck. I mean, I'll take any result um, and, and if it comes like that, you, you do have to take some positives out of it, but Anthony Griffin, yeah, he's been around the block a thousand times. I mean, he won't be getting carried away with that. He'll be encouraged by what he sees. He's, he's got... I will say this about the Dragons. Uh, they also have a... They also have depth. It's just whether some of the senior players um, and, and blokes that they've signed, like Aaron Woods and Moses Enby, you know, they're taking spots in the roster. Can they still be um, as good as they have been earlier in their career. That, that will be a big question mark because the young blokes are going to continue to advance. Are the senior players able to, you know, play at their best and be positive contributors to the Dragons? Because they need them, they need them to be to be a top eight contender, the Dragons. It can't just be about young talent and planning for the future. The future has to arrive at some stage, if you know what I mean. Fossey, uh, away from the playing side of things, uh We've uh, had to farewell one of our uh, greats in uh, Olsen, Philippina, uh, who would have been playing when uh, you were a relatively young league fan, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. But you've also said goodbye to Anna Immortal and, and Johnny Raper. Uh, who, uh, uh, you know, and, and it's a pretty small club, the Immortals, too. So Johnny Raper, tell us a, a wee bit about Johnny Raper. Oh, look, it's been incredibly sad off because, you know, we lost Norm Proven as well. But on Chuck Raper... Um, <laughs> Obviously, I wasn't around when he was in his heyday, but let me tell you, if I could, if I could steer our listeners into watch just one... If you want to know why Johnny Raper's an immortal, I'll pick out one game for you, and there is black and white vision of it. 1963, um, the Kangaroos on tour in Great Britain, they play a match that would be tagged the Swinton Massacre, where they absolutely slaughter the Great Britain side. I think it was 11 tries scored that day, and Johnny Raper will figure in nine of them. And I don't just mean he catches and passes them. I mean, he takes the breaks... He was ahead of his time. He sure he enjoyed he enjoyed the good life. He liked to drink, but he he trained in a manner which was ahead of his time when players weren't full time professionals. And, and Chuck had the natural ability as well to back it up. And, and what a character! And I will say this from a from a personal point of view. And I was just a rookie reporter. You know, meeting John Raper was a huge thrill. But he always gave you the respect if you were interviewing him. He, he would turn up. He would. He would always be resplendent, Smithy. He'd have the the suit, the shirt, the pocket square. Yeah, he was a great ambassador for the game as well. And he served rugby league uh, far beyond just his playing days as a coach, uh, an official, a selector, and just a lover of the game. You know, he talked up the game at every opportunity. Um, a great man. You could say one of a kind with Johnny Raper. Um, but yeah, just a, a huge loss for the game of rugby league. Well, great to catch up with you, uh, Vossi. Great to hear that you're sharing the workloads uh, early on in the morning. So um, <laughs> you'll have full of energy when we uh, dial you up each and every Monday morning. Thanks so much for 
uh, the early input, and uh, we look forward to the next round of uh, pre-matches uh, this weekend. Cheers, buddy. Yeah, good on you, Smithy. You've got a six-hour round trip to Newcastle tonight to call the game, but you can watch it, Knights and Bulldogs, and then another full round of trials next weekend. Rugby league's back, baby, in summer. How good is that, Smithy? You, you must be coining it, man. You must be coining it. <laughs> oh, please. I'm just I'm eating the dates off a calendar, Smithy. Come on. <laughs> Good on you, boy. Uh, well, you bloody Aussies, you've always got the sayings. Thanks, mate. Cheers.